Welcome to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Your host, Jesse Jameson, has a real treat for you. You are about to hear a great story. And if Jesse brings his A game, some good commentary too. And later on, we'll let you know how you can join Jesse as a guest. Now, without further ado, here's Jesse. Welcome back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Today's friend is Todd from Villanova. And the title of Todd's story is How You Can Cut the Line in Style. Todd, I love the idea of cutting the line, but I hate when I'm in line and I see people cut in front of me. So it is kind of devastating. But you told me that I would really love this story. So I'm having some faith here. The floor is yours. You know, the only reason that you need to cut the line is because. Um, so I read a book a long time ago by uh, a guy that uh, is a professor of influence, and he did a lot of studies on how people cut lines. And one of the things that he found out was they had people cut lines, volunteers. They would go to a movie, there'd be a long line, and they'd say, can I cut in front of you because my aunt's really sick? Or can I cut in front of you because, you know, I you know, I need to get into, in and out of the movie really quickly. They had a legitimate reason. And over time, what he found is as long as you said because, it had the same effect as having a good reason. So if you said, Jesse, I want to cut in front of you because I need to get in front of you before, I need to be there before you do. It worked the same as if my, my mom is not feeling well and I need to get in front of you for whatever reason. And that magic word, because, could be followed by anything. But if you use it, it got you in front of line. So that's influenced by Dr. Robert Cialdini. This story um, is really interesting because we were, it was the summer, I guess about 10 years ago. And it was a beautiful summer, pre-COVID, obviously. And uh, we normally make plans with our family to go different places together. We like to go as a family. Of course, we, we vacation separately as well. But that time the girls were a little younger, so they would go with us. And we hadn't made any plans. We were going to kind of play it by ear and see what happened. Um, and what, what, what year is this, Todd, just to give uh, my audience an well, idea? It was 2020, so I would say around 2010. So it was about 10 years ago, uh, okay. roughly. And, uh, you know, we were looking at, we've been to, uh, on sailing trips together as a family, and we've been skiing, and we've been, doing everything that every, you know, everybody that if you can do it, you do it. Um, and we've had some great times, but this summer we thought we'd play it by ear and maybe go fishing together. We're not huge fishermen. Uh, anyone in our family, I like fishing, but I, I don't, it's not my religion. Um, so, or we do something similar, something different, uh, not something that would be a normal thing for a family to do. Uh, but we didn't have really any idea what that would be. Maybe it would be stay at home. Maybe that would be our vacation. We do a staycation. Uh, when that was popular. So uh, as luck would have it, there's a local taco place uh, that is uh, really well known around here. It's a small dump, and, uh, but it's a place everybody goes to. And uh, I went to pick up tacos there and I ran into a very old friend of mine, um, a woman that I've known for a lot of years. She was a client for uh, almost 11 years till she moved out of the area, and she was back in just picking up these famous tacos. What do you What do you do? What do you do, by the way? I do personal training. So I own a personal training company that does 90 percent of what we do is one on one fitness, two on one fitness. Give, and then- give it a Give it a plug. We'll We'll let you give it a plug. <laughs> so Platoon Fitness started 25 years ago as a personal training company. 
Um, and that's what we specialize in. We do human performance. We help people mentally, emotionally, uh, socially, in every way, uh, really fortify themselves uh, for what they do in their outside life for us. We do strength conditioning, endurance, uh, agility building, uh, sports-specific, uh, like golf, for example, TPI performance golf stuff. And the real difference is our, our instructors have a degree in anatomy, kinesiology, physiology, or exercise science. And uh, they also have a certification that we recognize. We only recognize four. NSCA would be one. NSCA, CSCS is our preferred. Or MPTI, which is like going to Harvard for anyone else. It's National Personal Training Institute. It's a couple year degree that you get uh, directly from them. And then they have to have three years of experience and they go through our instructor training system and we money back guarantee unconditionally everything that we do. And we've won every industry award for what we do. Um, and we've trained some of the same people for 25 years when we've started them. So that's what we do. And this woman was a personal training client. Um, and her husband had trained with us. And as it happens in uh, Platoon Fitness, they often, uh, you have the son and the sister and the seven years old, I've trained you know, kids of seven years old. I trained the grandmother. And right now uh, we're training someone who owns a ton of Taco Bells and we train the grandmother we train the son, we train his wife, we train their daughter. Wait a minute. I thought when you were talking about a taco joint, I thought you were talking about world-class street tacos. You're talking uh, about you know, taco, taco trucks. Yeah, you're, you're out in uh, Arizona where they have taco trucks. <laughs> Here they have Taco Bell. You know? well, we, have, we have Taco Bell too, and don't get me wrong, I love Taco Bell. Taco but when you good. said we're going for tacos, I'm thinking Taco Tuesday, you know. Blah, well, blah, I blah. like those places, though, the little dumps where you go in and you're not really 100% sure it's going to not kill you, but it's delicious. <laughs> right. But we have a couple faux places or fa, I should say, places out here that are like that. Um, but yeah, this, this uh, you know, it's not uncommon for families to train together. And that was the, the, the case with this woman. Um, and she had, like I said, had moved out of the area and uh, had really, uh, I'd lost touch with her. It was really weird that I ran into her there because I hadn't seen her in a long time. And because we hadn't seen each other, we got into a conversation while I was supposed to be taking my hot food home. And we were kind of hanging out and talking. And she said, what do you do in the summer? Which is a common, you know, hey, what do you do in the summer? Very common question. And I was flummoxed. I had no idea. We didn't know what we were doing. So we had talked about, the, you know, a couple different things. But I said, we really have no idea. And she said, my, my family, what we do is every year we go up to this place in Maine and you would love it. It's amazing. It's a family-oriented place, which is cool, but it's also great for adults. Um, it, it, and the, the interesting thing about this place, she said, was it's totally casual. You get there, you drop your keys in the room, and you're in shorts, bare feet the rest of the time. But at night, at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., there's a strict time, you get dressed to the nines. I mean, suit, tie your very best clothes. The women are dressed to the nines. Everyone's dressed from New York City. Everyone comes there from all over the country and they dress the best clothes that they have. And you sit outside, have a couple drinks and then go inside and have a formal dinner. Now, wait, um, a, wait a minute, Todd. Let me ask you a question because you're, you're in Pennsylvania. Yes. She's, she's, recommend, she's recommending a place in the state of Maine. Please. Please tell me there's no little kids that are screaming <laughs> red rum, 
Red rum, <laughs> red rum. I have a bad feeling that there's going to be something scary here. Isn't Maine where Stephen King's from, Todd? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I think you're right. You may be right on that. I mean, I didn't even, I did, we actually visited the place where uh, they shot that movie, the resort where they shot that movie. And it was super, uh, it was really beautiful resort. My kids and my wife were kind of freaked out, but I thought it was absolutely beautiful. But I didn't, I'd never been to Maine at that point. 10 years ago, I knew, I knew Maine. I knew that it was cold in the winter and they had, you know, a lot of uh, woods and stuff like that. But I knew almost nothing about the state of Maine. And the furthest thing I would do is go to a family resort or some like all inclusive is not what I like to do. It's just not my choice. I generally stay away from all inclusive. I want to go to the one-off bespoke stuff. Um, and so this was a very abnormal thing. You know what I mean? When she mentioned it and she said that it's formal and you go to dinner and it's, you're with your family and you're all dressed up, that kind of appealed to me to, to have the dichotomy of being in shorts with no uh, shirt, no shoes, no nothing, just swimming and hanging out all day and then suddenly be formal and have that experience as well every day and have it on a timeline. You know what I mean? So sometimes with a family, you can end up eating at 10 o'clock at night on vacation. This was a set time and it served from until, and you're out if you don't make it, you know what I mean? But right. it's, it's a wonderful, like a really wonderful experience, I think, to have a little bit of a structure in your freedom. You know, you bring up a good point there because sometimes people go on vacation and they end up hanging in the hotel room or they end up doing, you know, what they kind of envision in their head. And what, what you should do is you should ask locals. In your case, you didn't have a local, but this might as well have been a local to kind of tell you the spots to go. Yeah. And she's telling you, hey, look, this is regimented, but you're going to love it because otherwise she wouldn't have brought it up. So when you hear this, is there a little bit of you that's skeptical or do you know this person to the point where you know you can trust her and you're going to go have a great you time? You know, Jesse, it's neither because the, the thing is, it's like if you give a uh, starving man food, he doesn't say, was well, that, you know, rare or is that well done? She gave me an idea. And that's all I cared about. You know what I mean? If you would have said to me, hey, Todd, you should really go to Virginia. They have this place down there with these salt baths that you can like bathe in. And it's really cool. And the place is nice. We go every year. I would have been in Virginia. You know what I mean? The idea well, had the wait, right wait, wait, a, the right time. Wait, wait a minute, Todd. I have a guy and he says, hey, you know, I'm down on my luck. Can I, can I bum a couple bucks? And I say, well, let me take you to McDonald's and feed you. And he says, I don't want that crap. Give me some money. <laughs> I'm not putting that poison in my, in my body. <laughs> That's a fun. Did you hear the, uh, this is, it relates to that. Did you hear the Chris Rock uh, thing? They asked him, they did an interview with him and they said, look, the, the, uh, the black community and the black and brown community is not taking COVID shots as often as other communities, other parts of the, the population. Um, what do you think of that? Are you going to get the shot? And, you know, what do you think of it? Because nobody really, we, it's a new shot. We're not really sure. A lot of people don't understand RNA and they don't understand the Johnson & Johnson, really even the regular old-fashioned way, let's call it, of doing it. What do you think of the shot? Are you going to get it? And he said, look, you know, I, I love Burger King. I go get a Whopper every once in a while. And it's so delicious, but I have no idea what's in that Whopper. And I'm going to get the shot and I'm going to eat the Whopper. That's, that's kind of the 
I live my life. That's a great point. I've been telling everybody to go get the vaccine because, you know, if nobody had the vaccine for, for the measles, mumps, and rubella, like we all got as kids to go into school, you'd see a lot of kids, you know, each year with these rashes all over their body. But with that being said, if everybody in the white community does get vaccinated, you know, maybe some of us can just not. (laughs) If you're all vaccinated, I should be good, right? I'm on both sides of it. You know, I (laughs) I could have gotten the vaccine a couple times, but why, you know, I have never gotten a flu shot in my life and I've had the flu twice in, in 55 years and it did it. It was bad. I wouldn't like to do it again, but it wasn't the end of the world. You know what I mean? I definitely think COVID's real. I'm not an anti-vaxxer in any way, but I also don't want to take that shot from a 70-year-old or someone that has CPOD or is immune compromised or a hundred other reasons that people might want to get it. You know what I mean? I would have never guessed you were 55. I know that our listeners can't see you, but I swear, Todd Todd looks 32. This portion of the show is sponsored by Platoon Fitness. (laughs) I'm telling you, the the key is cold showers, man. I have a, when I first called you or when we were talking this morning, I wanted to tell you this, I'm in an abusive relationship and I need help. And the reason I say that is cold water is my teacher. I follow a guy called Wim Hof. I follow a lot of people, including you, but um, Wim Hof is one of my teachers, one of my gurus. And one of the things that Wim does is cold showers. So this morning I got up as I do every morning, except when I shave, which you can see I haven't done recently. And I turned the shower all the way to cold. Oh no, you need to shave too. <laughs> but when I shave, I, the water's as hot as you can stand. I'm scolding. When I get out of there, I'm like sweating. I have to shower my shower because it's so hot, but most mornings, 99 times out of a hundred, I turn the water as cold as it can possibly go. And I get into the cold water and I'm in there showering. Literally. I don't know how long it takes you to shower. When Wait cold. a minute. Hold on. I'm going to call BS on this, Todd. It's 20 degrees in Pennsylvania. That means the water is coming out oh, as no. icicles. Does you, know, <laughs> you really, you, you touched on something though in the summer, I'll get in there for five minutes in the cold water. It's bad. It's not fun. I don't enjoy it. But in the winter, the water is so, if you talk to anyone that does cold showers like I do, in the winter, it is so much, that water today was freezing cold. I mean, ultimate, it must have been 32. There's no (laughs) way it was 40 degrees. I know that it's not 40. So I get into this shower and you, when you were in a shower that cold, you can't really wash yourself like you normally do, not because it's cold, but because the soap doesn't work well without warm water. That soap, and no matter what soap you use, liquid or bar, I've tried it all, there's no soap that works well with cold water. It just doesn't behave the same way. It sticks to your body, doesn't come off easily, it doesn't rinse as easily. So you end up spending more time in that freezing cold shower. I'm in an abusive relationship with cold water But it's something that, and my kids ask me this every once in a while, why do you do it? And there are health benefits and they're scientific. It's scientifically backed and you could research this as long and as much as you want. It's out there and there's a Vice documentary on on Wim Hof and there's a lot of scientific evidence from many hospitals on how it helps you avoid disease and how it helps you live longer and how it keeps you youthful and the mental benefits of it. But the reality and what I tell my kids to break it down to one point is either you're in control 
or your mind is in control. And that's two different things. So what I, the reason I take that shower is not the mental or the physical. The reason I do it is because I'm in control, not my mind. My mind would never get in that shower. It would never want me to get it in that shower. It certainly wouldn't keep me in that shower once I was in tremendously in an uncomfortable situation. I can't overstate how, unless you've done it, gotten in a nice bath for more than three minutes, or you've gotten in a freezing cold shower for a couple minutes, you cannot anticipate. It's the first one is the best one because you don't know how bad it is. But after that, it's, you know how horrible it is and it gets worse and worse. It doesn't get better. Even in the summer. That's kind of akin to jumping in the pool, right? You got to jump in the pool because if you pussyfoot around, you're going to end up just missing time out on the pool. I feel the same way, but some people liked my kid. uh, Most of my daughters would jump right in, but one of my kids puts one foot in and then another and then a toe and then a leg. I think it's like pulling the bandaid off. You're going to have pain for 25 minutes, pulling it off slowly where you rip it off and it hurts like hell and then it's over. Your phone went, your phone went off about a minute ago or it sounded like it vibrated. And that was your, that was your wife because she called me too. And she goes, please tell Todd to quit telling people he's in an abusive relationship. They, they don't realize you're talking about cold water. Todd, we're going to take a quick break to take a commercial. When we get back, we're going to continue the story. And I want to apologize that I got Todd talking about cold showers. (laughs) The show's not about cold showers. We'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you tired of feeling disconnected and shut down? Since every choice has ripple effects, lasting happiness is a product of the choices we make each day. Tune in to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmsted introduced you to authors, musicians, artists, and innovators, all actively engaged in designing a world that works for everyone. Make sure you're along for the ride, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When it comes to financial planning, most of us would probably rather have a root canal. Math, budgets, keeping ourselves and our loved ones secure after retirement, planning for retirement, risk, reward, and the like. How do you find the answers you need? Tune into Fiscal Fitness with John Grace and co-host Daniel Medina. They'll help you feel more secure in your investments and your future. Listen every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. 
If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thanks for tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Todd, we're back. So listen, cutting lines in style. Somehow we got into cold showers and abusive relationships. Although your wife's a wonderful person and she's not abusive at all. I was totally kidding about that. Well, that's another story for a different day. But we found out that the taco shop was just a taco bell. Your friend, your friend, who's one of your female clients, has led you into the state of Maine, not because she wants to scare you with a haunted house type situation, but she's actually sending you into a place that, well, you're talking about it now 10 years later. So it must have been fun. So I'm going to throw the the, the floor back to you. The floor is yours. It's one of those places where, you know, some places you go and you're like, I, you know, that was so much fun. I really like that. And other places you're like, I could see like living here. This is a place or this is a place where, you know, it really has influence on you. And Maine, I, I almost consider myself a Mainer, which is what they call people from Maine at this point, because I love the area. I love the people. I love, you know, so much about it. But at that time, I didn't know any of that. I promise you, they don't see you as that. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have adopted me as their son. So thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> I am. All right. So, you know, here we are in the taco stand or the taco place. And it was, you know, I, it was the last thing on my mind, but it was a great idea. And it was at the right time. And she said, you got to try it. It's awesome. And the food is, you know, solid. And what she meant by that is it's not totally gourmet French cuisine. It's also not, you know, crap that you would get, you know, at a bad place. So um, I immediately got my tacos, got in the car and I called my wife and said, look, this is really something amazing. This place, you got to Google it. Let's go. Let's go to this. Let's make a reservation. This is our plan. We're going to go up there for at least part of the summer and we'll, we'll make this part of our thing and let's tell the kids. And she said, hey, kids, we're going to Maine. This is going to be awesome. It's a family resort and they have water. So you can go out in the water there and they have tennis courts and it'll be a nice place. It'll be a nice little vacation. And, you know, I'm driving home. It's not five minutes away. And I got home and she's on, you know, calling or whatever to make the reservation. And we've already told the kids and our minds were halfway there. Well, it turns out that you really can't get in uh, this resort that easily. They, the reservations are taken for many months in advance. People make them. What happens is um, people go and then like, it's almost like you would go and your kids would go and their kids would go. And every year you're making your reservation. So there's not a reservation available often 
for many years. It's hard to get in there. Very difficult. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Your good friend, this female client says, what do you do in the summer? You have to admit that you don't really have any plans. And she goes, I got the perfect place for you. Mm-hmm. And then she lets you randomly find out that, oh, by the way, you can't come here until 2013, three years from now. That sounds like horrible advice. Funny, you know, How long did it take you to forgive her? This is knowledge, you know, I didn't have, but she went with her family. She didn't do anything. They made the reservations. Her grand, her father-in-law made the reservations and set the whole thing up and all that or something. She didn't do anything with it. She just showed up and went. So she didn't know that it was difficult to go in. She knew that families went the same time as their family. And she knew that it was a great place, but she didn't know the process and that it was difficult to get in and all that. She just knew it was great. So on her, on her defense, she didn't know. And just like I didn't know how difficult it was to get in before I promised my kids basically promised them that we were going. Um, So now we're in a pickle, right? We've told our kids, we've kind of set in our minds that we want to go and there's no way to go this place. And I've looked at it on the internet and it's beautiful. And it is, the, the, the website's not particularly detailed, but what you see of it grabs you immediately. If you're interested in that type of vacation where you're going to be in uh, near water and it's going to be a nice, like, think of like, uh, what's the, what that movie with uh, Jennifer Grey? You know, we're dancing, dirty dancing. Uh, dirty dancing, yes. Like that resort. Like, think of that resort. That's kind of what it was like. It's like that resort. But not, uh, like, Lake, not like Lake Placid where there's a giant killer crocodile. Nothing crazy that, like that. As far as I knew, there was no, no uh, deadly sea life. Can I, ask you, can I ask you a super quick question? Yeah. You, you said earlier that you were in a pickle. You didn't want to let the kids down. Are, are your kids like my son where like he's really cool when I say yes, but if I say no, he's like, I hate you, old man. N- nothing like that, right? I mean, that's how I am. So I'm sure they're <laughs> like that as well. Yes. I mean, they. I think we. I felt like more pressure than I needed to that I had promised them some. They probably wouldn't have cared if I would have said, look, we can't go there. We're going somewhere else. They, they probably would have been fine. But I put the pressure on myself that we were going there. And I kind of had pre-sold myself that this was like the ultimate experience to have with your family. And it was like the dirty dancing and it would be, you know, bring our family closer and we'd have this great experience and by the campfire and all that BS. Um, but there was no way to do it. It's sold out. I mean, it's sold out in many cases for years in advance. There's just no way to get a reservation. It's over. Now I got to pause you super quick. Forgive me. Audience, if you're listening, tune in a little bit closer because this is where the story gets really good. When Todd and I were talking last week, this is where all of a sudden, or the, uh, when we were talking about this, this is where all of a sudden my ears perked up because this is borderline genius and amazing. No pressure, Todd. It's back to you. Thank you very much. (laughs) So now I'm hero to zero. I found the place. It's a great place. I've told everyone now we have plans. Everything's wonderful. But now I'm a zero because thank you. You just took it away. You know what I mean? Now we can't go. And I'm like, wow, that really sucks that we can't do that. What if there were a way there were a way to go. How would I work a way out to get there? I mean, there, you know, I've always heard that in restaurants, they keep one table or they have a table in the kitchen or they just add chairs to a table or in a hotel, they have a room, they have an extra room. They have something, there's some way they always keep a little bit. If there's a dignitary or celebrity or they found themselves overbooked, they always have that little bit of wiggle room where they can get another person in. But how do you get to be that person? That's the question. 
um, and I really couldn't think of a way around it. And then it came to me that, um, you know, people that do Condé Nast, uh, people that do uh, travel channels or influencers, they're able to get in when other people can't sometimes because you, they have the prospect of having more business from that. And I, I'm not really uh, in the travel industry. I don't really, I like to travel, but I'm not a travel expert. So what I did was I got on, um, you know, my web, my domain provider, GoDaddy, and I basically typed in a bunch of different names for travel sites. And I came up with elite travel review. I wanted it to sound um, a little bit bougie. So I made it elite and I made it travel for obviously travel. And then review says it in the name. I'm a reviewer. And if you go to EliteTravelReview.com now, you'll see it has private planes on it. You'll see that it has villas. You'll see that it has um, bespoke travel. It's, it's a company that does bespoke travel primarily for families um, to very unique and special locations. So it took me about 20 minutes to buy the domain Elite Travel Review. It took me about 10 to Google private jet BBJ and get pictures of you know, the best and most expensive villas and private jets and put them on there. And it's basically one page that says member. And you have to be a member to enter to see the rest of the website. So you'll only see the homepage if you go there. Um, and that's Elite Travel Review. So once I did the website, you get a couple emails with it. I got a couple emails and I made an email from Elite Travel Review. And I took that email and immediately emailed the concierge at MyGuess the name of the place in Maine that we went to. And I said, um, we are, uh, we're interested in reviewing your resort. Here's the time frame that we're looking for. Now we, our family has, our kids have a lot of other things going on between sports and school and the rest of it. So we don't have forever during the summer to, to travel. We had a, a window and that's the window that I gave them. I said, we have a window between these days and these days that we'd like to come review your property. Our owner, the owner of Elite Travel View would like to actually bring his family there and we'll pay for it. And we'd like to come and stay at your resort and get to know it on a personal level. We're not asking for anything for free, but we would like to review it during these times if you'd be open to it. I mean, less than an hour later, an hour and a half later, I got a call from one of the uh, managers at the, it was the main manager I learned later. And he was like, um, you know, he, she emailed, I'm sorry, it was an email, not a phone call. And she said, look, we'd love to have you. We are fully committed, but we do have, we, there are cabins that they have there. Each individual cabin spread throughout a huge amount of property in the woods. And then they have the headquarters where they run their offices. And there's, you know, five or six hotel rooms there that are just absolutely beautiful, but very rustic. Uh, they're redone every three or four years. They do unscheduled replacements. So they tear them out entirely and redo them. But don't think Four Seasons. This is like Four Seasons meets, uh, you know, cat, what log cabin. You know, I mean, it's very well done, but it's also very plain and rustic. And she said, we'll give you one of these rooms. So let me get this straight, because again, this still blows me away. You want to go, you realize that you can't, but you realize that, hey, that's not good enough for me. I just got out of my cold shower. I'm feeling like a million bucks. I'm going to start my elite travel they end up probably checking out your website and they're like, this son of a bitch is elite. We need him <laughs> to I come to our place. How do, you, how, do you, how do you spell Migus, by the way? M 
Uh, you know, don't ask me that. I think <laughs> M-E-I, let me look it up. I think it's M-E-I-G-S. But my, it's get, like, my guess would have been M-Y-G-A-S. No, it's, it, it's M-I-G-I-S. Okay. MyGuess.com if you want to check it out in, uh, in Maine. And it's a 150-year-old family resort owned by the same family. They're, they're operators. They have like, I think, four or five different resorts they operate. But they're very family-oriented, very uh, great managing people. They know how to do it right. Um, it, so sounds, they, it sounds old enough where there could be a ghost or two there. I mean, I, you know, I've never seen one there, but I, I think there could be ghosts there, but I think you'd be more in danger of getting a bear. I don't know if they're, it's, you're really in the woods. I mean, when you get there initially and you pull in, it, it's sort of a story in itself, but uh, we obviously we got a room there. And when we pull, you drive, we drove up because it's not worth flying. It's not near an airport. There's no, it's too much BS to fly up there privately or regular. It's just not worth it. So we drove up there at seven and a half hours and, you know, there's back roads and, you know, even with GPS, it's just a long time to be in your car uh, with your family. And it got wearing at times, but we get to this uh, deserted town called, um, I forget the name of the town. It's called uh, Sagru or something like that. And it's on this back road highway in the middle of nowhere and there's nothing around, and you pull into, there's a little sign that says Migus, and you pull in, and it's pine trees everywhere, and it's in the middle of the woods, and the road was absolutely ruined. I mean, there's huge potholes, it's dirt. It looked very, very poorly maintained, to say the least. So I did not really have, this is seven hours in. I didn't have a lot of hope, and we rolled down the windows because you've been in the car for so long, and you get this huge overpowering like wave of pine and smoke like pine and fire like a fresh fire smell you know what i mean like when you smell it in the winter um that kind of refreshing almost smell of of burning wood and pine and it saturates the car and everybody and everybody in in the country loves that smell i think a great smell and it so permeates the woods there because they have a sort of a canopy situation. So it holds some of the smoke. There's enough moisture where it rains uh, pretty often up there. And there's the deep smell of pine mixed with the, the smoke was just intoxicating. I have a bottle of pine saw here. Let me take a quick hit. Hold on. <laughs> God damn, I'm with you now. Okay. Oh, you took a hit too. Okay. All right, we're good. So now we're in the mood, right? We can smell the pine. Well, I mean, you know, just to, to backtrack, because we didn't really finish the whole thing. So you know, they said, look, we'll get you this room. It's, it's not a huge room. It's by no means our best room, but it's someplace to lay your head at night. And bottom line is there's two ways you're going on vacation. You're going to live in the hotel room and to experience room service and, you know, lay in the bed and watch movies and, you know, have somebody clean the room once in a while, or you're going to barely be in the room and you're going to be out a lot. Uh, I went to Disney World with my 14-year-old. We did 56,000 steps a day. We were in the room at like getting in at midnight and our feet were so sore we could barely walk for two days that I mean if I would have stayed in a closet it wouldn't have made a difference to me as long as I could lay my head down and take a quick shower and we were right out the door this was not that you kind of you want to go back to your room when you're in a place like my I guess every once in a while just to kind of be you know lay there for a minute and get it together because you're very active you're swimming you're playing tennis you're boating you're swimming everywhere. I mean, it's really is, it's an amazing place. So 
Uh, I of course said yes. I immediately responded, we'll take the room. And I insisted on paying for it. And, you know, and we did pay for it. And I told my wife, hey, you know, we got it. I, I got us in there some way through hook or crook. We kind of got a, uh, we got the reservation. The kids were ecstatic. Then I was ecstatic. And it's just a, was a wonderful, um, you know, thing to show your kids that you never give up. Um, and there are, are, are a lot of other stories I can give you that would be interesting like that in terms of never giving up. Uh, Todd, I don't know if that's a very good you never give up story. <laughs> keep, keep, just, I mean, I never give up is like, you know, try to get better at this, that and the other. I don't know if it's try to come up with a fake website. But 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 here's the thing, though. This website didn't just go one and done for a day or two. Right. This thing, this thing still has legs and it's still open now. Your, your website. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. So did you end up uploading some videos from Migus up to the website? Um, you know, it, it matched the, I, I think my perception was that it couldn't be as good as what it, the website rarely matches what the place is. In this case, there's no way you could capture it in any website. You have to be there and it's more of a feeling. Um, so like I said, you know, we got the room, we plan the vacation, we go up there and we really didn't know. We didn't have a lot to expect. We didn't know. What, what it was going to be like. We'd never been to a resort like this before. Um, and my picture of it was that it would be older, you know, linoleum floor, um, you know, campfire, camp food with a bunch of tin tray with a hot dog and a hamburger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wasn't picturing it as anything more than that. I knew that it was formal dinners, but how good could that be? You know what I mean? And so we got there and we pull in in this, this wave of smoke and uh and pine hit us and we're driving down it's a very long drive from the highway once you're on migus property to the actual uh, head cabin where we would be staying and you see it's dotted with uh you know cabins on the way in but you really can't make them out because they're deep and the road's rotted you know it's got huge holes in it and it's very difficult to navigate and i'm like how this place is going to be run down if they can't maintain the road then they're not going to probably have a maintained the place, right? Um, uh, looks can be deceiving. Todd, we're going to take a quick break. You know, um, before I go to commercial for the folks at home, Todd's saying that, you know, he's been to some nice places where they come in with room service and they, they treat you like a king and queen. I've been to some places where they come in with a black light and they're like, what the hell were you people doing? We'll be right back. <laughs> Would you like to host your own radio show? Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the leader in live and on-demand internet talk radio. Jesse serves as executive producer to over a dozen shows on our network. If you'd like to connect with Jesse to be a guest on a show, do some advertising, or even want to talk about hosting your very own show, give him a call at 480-553-5719 or email him at jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's 480-553-5719 or email jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. 
How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thanks for tuning in to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Do you have a super short story that you'd like to have Jesse read on the show? Simply email him. You ready? It's jesse.jameson at voiceamerica.com. And who knows? Jesse might just read your short story on a future show. And now, back to Jesse Jameson and Friends. Todd, I love this story because I love people that are genius, and I just have a funny feeling that you're just a super genius, and I already know you're a fun person to speak with. Let me ask you a question. When you and the kids are in the car and you're going through the potholes, right, and you're thinking, oh, my God, where is this place out in the boonies? Is there a piece of you that's thinking of maybe Clark Griswold and, you know, National Lampoon's Vacation? (laughs) You know, it's funny that you say that because it dovetails into the remainder of the story. So I'm going to come back to uh, to National Lampoon, which actually figures in and partnered with uh, Elite Travel Review, if you can believe it. The company You're kidding. National Lampoon. But let, let's go through this. So we're walking in. Uh, we're driving. We drive to the end. The guys meet us there with a cart and they take your bags and we go in and check in. Oh, you're Todd from Elite Travel Review. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Um, you don't give you don't they don't take credit cards. So you pay them by check. Um, and we gave them a check um, and, you know, they give you a key to your room, but you really don't need a key for your room because the doors don't lock. There are no locks on any of the doors. Jesus. So. Uh, you know, caveat to that is during our stay, a 90 year old grandmother accidentally who has a little bit of dementia walked into our room and thought she was in her room. She wasn't but- 90 years old. She's a ghost. She <laughs> yeah. was the ghost. She, Dude, a ghost walked into that. your room, Todd. You ruin the place. So, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, we go to our room. It was absolutely, you know, very, very, very homey, very nice, very beautiful pine wood. Um, you know, super nice bed, high quality stuff, super clean. Like they said, it was just redone three years, got a huge fireplace in it. It looked over the lake as all the, the hotel rooms there do it. But if you ever go, you have to stay in a cabin. That's where we stayed in subsequent years. And we get into the cabin and we get settled. I put on a pair of shorts and flip flops and a t-shirt like you would anywhere else to go explore. I quickly learned that the only way to go around Migas was basically just with your, your shorts on. You didn't need a shirt. You don't need uh, flip-flops. You don't need anything. Watch. Certainly don't even think about a phone. You cannot use a phone on Migas property because there's no cell reception. I think they block it. I don't know that for sure, but it's very difficult to use your phone unless you're in your room uh, where there is Wi-Fi in the buildings in each of the cabins. So... It was one of the greatest days I think we've ever had. You go down, you jump in this lake. It's freezing cold in the lake. It's like 60 degrees or 55 degrees. It's super refreshing. You can swim around the island, literally. You can swim to other islands or other islands. You can boat to and swim around, jump on the rocks. And there's a cookout on one of the islands. And every day there's at noon, they have park benches everywhere and an open pit fire. And they grill hamburgers and lobster because you're in Maine, right? lobster and seafood and the meals were just absolutely outrageous in terms of the lunches 
everything you would want to eat, everything you would want to drink. So you're swimming and playing tennis and boating and kayaking and all the things you want to do on top of, um, on top of just enjoying the atmosphere itself. Then at six o'clock, it's, I believe it's six fifteen every evening, you dress up in your very best tie jacket. I mean, as high dressed as you could be, you know, your Sunday best, let's call it and your family likewise. And you go outside the main hotel where we were staying and there's some, there's two fire pits that are kind of uh, terraced and the owners and their, his staff bring you drinks, any mixed drink, any drink you want, soda, whatever you want. And you kind of sit out there and get to know some of the other guests or you just be among your family. And then you go into a formal dinner, which is outstanding. It's not gourmet, it's solid food, really good stuff. And it's unlimited, you, everything's all inclusive. And you enjoy a nice dinner with your family, sitting around talking with no cell phones. That's rare. That's worth the price of admission right there. And that's pretty much your, your days at Migas is swim, be very active, eat breakfast, eat lunch, and then have a wonderful formal dinner. And then you play games with your family and they have bingo and all kinds of things. If you want to be with other people, you can just be alone. And that's a pretty good story right there. I think if it ended there, but it didn't. Todd, um, before, before you get going, I do have to admit, based on what you said, that kind of reminds me of uh, vacations from, you know, before the time of cell phones and, and oh, yeah. you know, I, yeah. that, that actually sounds like a beautiful yeah. place that maybe a family should check out. Uh, the only thing scary is it sounds like a place where a serial killer could really make I don't know why you got to go dark. <laughs> this is a family place. This is not a murder or ghost thing. These are very, I could tell you ghost stories. I have a lot of ghost stories, but these are not, this is not a ghost or this is like refreshing. When you leave here, you don't, it's one of those places where you go, I would live here or I want to come back. I can't wait till I come back. It's a very special place. You know what I mean? Not just for the people, and the food, but because the actual environment is just amazing up there. It's incredible. I, I was just thinking of my serial killer get, uh, audience, you know, because you have no locks on the door. By the way, that 90-year-old woman that you described with Alzheimer's that came into your room, that yeah. reminds me of when Jack Nicholson pulls, pulls oh, back yeah, the yeah. curtain and there's yeah. that old lady going, yeah. you know. <laughs> and she's supposed to be beautiful, right? She's like a gorgeous woman and he's kissing her and then she turns to, out to be like this this uh, mummy almost. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, beautiful place and a story, but not in the story. So we, we've gone back there every year since. And, you know, we love the people that run it and we have families that we go together up there. And, and it's been a wonderful experience. You get a chance to go to Migas uh, and you can get yourself in. Don't use elite travel review, but if you can get yourself in good luck. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. So I came back home from that vacation. I'm like, wow, we were treated like royalty. I think they treat everyone like royalty, but they treated us like royalty. And we were able to get in where we may not have been able to get in. And subsequently, you know, a little bit further down the road um, at, McVay, at Disney World in Florida, um, they were opening up a Four Seasons Resort. It was the first outside hotel of that caliber in Orlando, Florida. I mean, you have Gaylord Palms. There's, we like to stay on property. We do like to go to Disney World. We go there every so often with our kids and we really like it and, and like the environment and like the way that Disney knows how to treat people. And, um, you know, just seeing people from all over the world that enjoy, you know, the positive message that, of Disney. And unfortunately this hotel had been sold out completely um, because it was the grand opening of Four Seasons. People from all over the world come to it 
um, and you know, there's no way to get in. And my best friend, uh, elite travel review was there to help. So I same ML, I email the four seasons concierge. You always want to go concierge, right? The concierge. And I say, look, we would like to come there. We'd like to review the place. My family would like to stay there, but we're having trouble getting a reservation. We only have this availability that we can do. And I gave him a broad swath over four weeks that we could do. I would really like to, to stay there if you can find a way to, to fit us in. And much, much later, this was probably the next day or day and a half, he emailed me back and said, we have availability um, and we'll make something work. Uh, you know, and the rooms were expensive, but, you know, we got a regular room. And we ended up, you know, kids were excited. We went down there. Now it is off property. So you have to take a bus to get to Disney World and you don't have the advantage of being at like a Grand Floridian or one of the on property where you take a tram and you're in the, the resort in five minutes. You have to take a bus to the tram, to the tram, to the park. And it's a little bit different. You, you don't get magic hours, um, but they arranged for us to get magic hours so we could go in earlier or later is what magic hours are. So we got the reservation at the Four Seasons and we fly down there and we get to this hotel. It's about a two hour flight from Pennsylvania. And we ended up in a suite that you could see out of our window, the spire of the Disney World uh, Resort, you know, the, the Queens, the Princess's right. Castle. And right. it was absolutely blow, blew us away. The resort itself was amazing. The service was Four Seasons. I'm a big fan of Isadora Sharp, who founded the Four Seasons. I read his book. I've written him a couple letters. He's never written back, but uh, I know service and these guys did well with it. So another real value on Elite Travel View. Well, fast forward, I've used it, you know, at different hotels along the way. And I've used it whenever I go somewhere, I figure why not once we've made the reservation or after or before we make the reservation, I'll shoot them an email and say, hey, my kids are looking for something fun to do around the resort or my wife and I would really like a good restaurant recommendation. And if it's from Elite Travel View, there is a big difference than from Todd at Google. You know what I mean? There's a big difference in how the response, there's a di big difference on how they treat you when they get there. There's a big difference on the upgrades that you would get on your platinum card or green card or whatever you're doing, however you're booking it to get upgrades. So it really Todd, was Todd, I really want to apologize to you. When you first reached out to me as Todd, I didn't even respond, but when you reached out to me as Todd from Elite Travel, I was like, holy moly, I have arrived. And I called you right back. So I well, want to apologize. Does, I mean, Platoon's the four seasons of personal training. So, <laughs> uh, so, you know, the interesting part of the story to me, and I think, you know, why we're, why we're talking about it right now is, you know, flash forward 10 years, I've used it. It's been wonderful. I've given the email to a couple of friends to use it very judiciously. And I, you know, maintain the website and I've used it for various different uh, reservations and things like that. Well, I'm having dinner with a friend of mine and this guy is a movie producer and he's a client and he's produced 48 movies, including John Wick and um, Beautiful Mind or not Beautiful Mind, uh, but 48 big movies you would know. And he's a wonderful person, just a really good friend, a really good guy. And we were having dinner and he was showing me a script that he was writing for something because he also is, is a writer somewhat, but he's more of a producer and he was an actor on a minor scale, but more he's a producer. And um, for some reason, we got into this discussion of how difficult it is to get in Aspen, Colorado to get first tracks and get out there and ski before everyone else. And 
he has a, a little place out there and, it, you know, he has a way to do that. And I said, well, I have a way to get reservations as well. So I told him the story I just told you about Elite Travel Review. And he, this guy's mind doesn't work like anyone else I know. And he said, you know what, Todd, whenever I produce a movie, um, like Hereditary, he did Hereditary, um, it's got a huge budget and we have stars and, and, and lighting and wardrobe and travel and all that. But also we have uh, their entourage and other people that it could be two, three million dollars for these uh, for these resorts, for these, um, you know, movie studios to pay for these people to travel. And I send it to the studio, they pay it. And that's the end of that. But if I had a travel company, you guys could take better care of the people that we need to get certain places, make sure that they got to where they need to get in the right way. And it would be like a side hustle for me. And you and I could kind of be in business together, which would be really fun for both of us, I think, because I always wanted to do some business with him. He's a great businessman, not only in the movie industry, but in anything he touches, it turns to gold. Well, of course, I agreed immediately. And we did a 50-50 partnership. And I you know, actually formed an LLC for Elite Travel Review. And he and I you know, did a partnership on the company and did a resolution and everything you would do to start a business. Not long after that, he had the opportunity to buy National Lampoon. So earlier in the conversation, you had said the Griswolds and all that stuff. They own that, that intellectual property along with Animal House and many other things that we take for granted that, you know, are amazing uh, parts of our vernacular and part of our culture in America. And he said, look, Todd, I tell you what, um, I'm buying this National Lampoon. I'm going to take it over. I want you to handle all of the travel for National Lampoon. I want you to handle it for all the movies and productions that I do. Um, and you and I are going to kind of, oh, no. How bizarre, how, 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 bizarre, how bizarre is that? I tell people all the time, weird stuff happens to me. And I'm holding up a shirt right now. It's Animal House, right? I think that was what, the University of Oregon where they? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Gosh. I mean, I, obviously, I grew up with these movies, you know what I mean? Animal House and Christmas Vacation and, uh, and uh, you know, all the Chevy Chase movies and all the National Lampoon. I, I read the magazine. I don't know if you remember the magazine they had out for a while. I listened to the radio show. Do you remember, do you, do you remember Fletch? Oh, yeah, I love Fletch. So I love Fletch. There's a part in Fletch where the cops and things are, they're going through it, what looks like a big seminar. Mm-hmm. And and he starts taking the microphone and he starts saying, you know, hey, oh, oh, you know, give give a cop a hug, right? So they start hugging the cops while he takes off. Last night I'm watching Turner Classic Movie. There's this movie called The Thirty Nine Steps, and it's fascinating. Whenever I watch these old black and white movies, a lot of times there's parts that you can see in more recent movies and there's this part there's this part where the actor is in a seminar and he starts getting everybody riled up and they end up slowing down the cops while he takes off and it blew me away because i I go that's a precursor to fletch and it happens all the time didn't uh didn't eddie murphy do that in beverly hills cop didn't he do something similar where he said okay you know yeah but you you think love each other whatever when you see these movies especially when you're young you're thinking how funny and what a great idea that guy's a genius you don't even realize he might have ripped it off from a from a movie from the 30s or 40s because a lot of us grow up thinking i don't want to watch a black and white movie but if if you are like that and you're listening in the audience uh today go check out some black and white movies they really are great 
The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock or um, Stranger on a Train by Alfred Hitchcock. Did you ever see 12 Angry Men? 12 Angry Men. Love that movie. Really good movie. Um, You know, but there's just getting out of that genre into uh, It's a Wonderful Life even. Isn't that black and white and it turns to color halfway? Wizard of Oz. Love Um, Wizard of Oz. I mean, these are like movies that are part of our, our, our culture. But I think like if you remember very back a long time ago before the internet, um, you would have to be there at a certain time on a certain day to see that movie or else you missed it. That's there right. was no recording of it. You know what I mean? You didn't buy a VHS or a beta. You didn't have it on a digital format. You either watched it at 7 p.m. on that Thursday night or you never saw it till the next year. Yep. Um, and you lose something, I think, in, in having that shared experience. Um, and just to bump that forward, I think that's why when we come out of COVID, which I see us doing shortly, I do see uh, April, May, June, as these as we ramp up production, we're going to be coming out. There's going to be a thirst. There's going to be a hunger for that shared experience. If you look at China, look at the numbers for Chinese movie theaters right now. They're breaking all box office records in China. I can't. Because, I can't wait to go to AMC. I can't wait to go to popcorn. Yes, I could watch it on my phone. Any I love that. You want in the world anytime you want. You can watch anything on your phone. Yeah, but you're also losing something. You know what I mean? I can get you the best meal in the world from, uh, from La Bernadonna, New York, or one of the best barbecue places, whatever. If you eat it at home, you're going to miss some of the experience of being in that atmosphere. And that's kind of like, you know, what we were missing in COVID is being together in a shared experience of having a restaurant where you don't know anyone else, but they're all there enjoying a nice meal. And there's conversation in the background as opposed to um, actually being together. Um, Todd, I I hate to say this, but our show has come to an end. But on behalf of Jesse Jameson and friends, I consider you an official friend of the show. Can 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 we can we have you give us your word that you'll come back in the future and share more great stories? Because you sent me a list of stories that they all sounded world class can you give me that promise that you'll come back in the future i will give you that promise i'll tell you i bought tickets to see hamilton when it was huge with my daughter and we bought them a year in advance and we went to uh to new york city to see it and we went into the room to relax because it was many hours before the movie before the the show started at 7 p.m as it does on broadway and i i looked at the tickets just to make sure where parking would be and it was a matinee we'd missed it That's our next story. Again, thank you guys so much for everybody listening at home. Please tune in again next week. And uh, thank you for listening to Jesse Jameson, friends. You have a good one. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Jesse Jameson and Friends. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Be sure to tune in again next week for another great story. Jesse Jameson and Friends is heard every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Jesse Jameson and Friends is a proud presentation of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. All rights reserved.